on this edition of the Iowa Business Report. I think it's important that we know that our young women have opportunities designed just for them. Providing support for entities who are developing skill sets for future female leaders. Buying the gifts identified in the 12 days of Christmas will cost you more this year, a lot more. And in our business profile, we'll revisit a business that allows you unique brand identity for your corn crop. This is the Iowa Business Report for the second weekend of December 2022. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Women Lead Change is an international organization based in Cedar Rapids, dedicated to the advancement, development, and promotion of women and their impact on the economy and workforce. Again this year, WLC has spearheaded the Girls with Goals Fund to help organizations statewide that empower girls. Tiffany O'Donnell is the CEO of Women Lead Change. Well, as you know, Jeff, Women Lead Change is focused on current and emerging leaders. We're dedicated to advancing women leaders at all levels. And wouldn't it be great if we could get to these women leaders before they're in their 20s and their 30s and in the workplace? And so this is an effort to reach our youngest leaders before they get to the workplace. So Girls with Goals is Women Lead Change's efforts to get to those young women in grades K through 8. It's actually to get to the organizations that help raise those leaders. We are not a funder. This is the one initiative we have that actually helps support financially organizations this past year, like the YMCA of Greater Des Moines, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Central Iowa, Boys and Girls Clubs of Cedar Valley, events like the I Am Enough Mentoring Program, initiatives and organizations that help raise our youngest leaders so that By the time they get to be our leaders in the workplace, they are well on their way. If this is designed to help young women, is there a gap between the mentorship opportunities for males K through 8 as opposed to females? That's a really great question, Jeff. And I think we have to be mindful that we're raising young leaders, both men and women. And I I think conventional wisdom would say that our, our young men have had team sports, Boy Scouts, you know, we've had traditionally, we've had opportunities for our our young boys to have leadership opportunities uh, long before we had the opportunities for our young girls. And and fortunately, now uh, we see that both men and women, our young men and women have opportunities. I think it's important that we know that our young women have opportunities designed just for them, knowing that sometimes the challenges for our young women remain different. You know, knowing that there are organizations like Girls on the Run that, you know, identify physiological differences that may be present with our young girls that maybe our young boys don't see as they're, you know, entering sort of that pre-pubescent time. So just knowing that there may be some confidence differences in our young women as they're nearing this late elementary and early junior high age. These are the, the organizations that seventh and eighth grade time for, for a young woman tends to be different than it is for a young boy. And these programs that we choose tend to identify what those different challenges are. Where does the money come from? 
Well, the money comes from our donors, pure and simple. It comes from the, the women who attend our conferences are always invited to participate in the program through donations. It comes from uh, Women Lead Change benefactors. As you know, Women Lead Change is a non-membership organization. So we reach out with the need and invite those who find the mission valuable to support the idea that we need to reach our young women as young as we, as we can. How is it determined who receives these funds during the life of this effort, this campaign? We are happy to raise the funds but it's really important that we make the decision through a community foundation. So we have chosen as a 501c3 to put our money at the Greater Cedar Rapids Community Foundation. And that allows these donations, to, once again, to be tax deductible. And then we have a committee that works with the Community Foundation to then review the applications and the grants. And then that committee decides who the recipients will be each year. It has been a while since we have spoken on the radio about Women Lead Change, so perhaps it's a good idea to not only remind people what the organization is, but we've talked about in-person activities, COVID-related, remote activities. Now you're back to in-person. I'd be interested in what's been going on in the last six or eight months. Well, thank you for asking. We are back in person, and I will tell you, we had full house at our two major conferences in Cedar Rapids and Des Moines this year, just really reinforcing that people are ready to be back. I'll tell you, too, what we noticed is a lot of the organizations that take part in our annual events use these as team building, as we're seeing so many of our organizational partners are working in a hybrid manner. This was really an opportunity for their teams to be together. So people are really ready to be back together. One of the things that we've seen in terms of programming, you know, we are dedicated to advancing women leaders, but at the end of the day, Jeff, as you know, good leadership's good leadership. And one of the initiatives that you'll see us, you know, rolling out, we we rolled it out for the first time in 22, and that was programming designed per industry. We had something that was designed called level up for the manufacturing industry. We noticed our manufacturing partners had people, not just women, but when people, we had men and women that found themselves in positions of leadership based on attrition that weren't necessarily prepared for that. We had people dropping out of the workforce sooner than expected. And so we had people placed in leadership sooner than expected. So Women Lead Change worked with our manufacturing partners and created a leadership program called Level Up that we rolled out um, in the corridor this past year and we'll have it in the Quad Cities this year. There are leadership differences per sector. And so we looked at manufacturing in 22, and we'll look at that again. We'll have that program again in 23. And you can find all that, again, on Level Up on our website. And then we're also doing a program for men and women called One Team in 23, recognizing again that companies are finding leadership challenges for not just our women, but our men in this post-COVID workforce challenging environment. And we see that. Yes, we have challenges for women, as it relates to advancing leaders. And yes, we're seeing challenges for men. And it's basically based on, you know, having fewer people in our workforce right now. And WLC has always been responsive to that. We continue to really listen to our partners and you'll be seeing, you know, more programs for our male allies as well as for our women leaders in 23. Tiffany O'Donnell is CEO of Women Lead Change online at wlcglobal.org. We connected via Zoom on Monday, December 5th. Still to come, 
costly holiday gifts, and later, your own brand of Iowa spirits. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Happy holidays, fellow Iowans. I'm Michael Swanger, owner and publisher of Iowa History Journal. Are you looking for a gift for that special Iowan on your holiday list? A gift made by Iowans for Iowans? Pick up Iowa History Journal's November-December issue at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Walmart, and Barnes & Noble. Better yet, buy them a gift subscription to Iowa History Journal and give them a gift that lasts the entire year. Visit iowahistoryjournal.com and place your order today. For 30 years, Dwayne Ellett and Floppy delighted young people on TV and at the Iowa State Fair. Now relive those great times with the Dwayne and Floppy Collection. Our featured DVD this week at TotallyIowa.com is Volume 1, including the Dwayne and Floppy story, their greatest moments together, and the special Floppy's Christmas Adventure program. Get your copy of Volume 1 of the Dwayne and Floppy Collection today at TotallyIowa.com. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. If you are in the midst of your holiday shopping, you might have noticed that Christmas gifts are not immune from inflation. If you are shopping for your true love and use the song 12 Days of Christmas as your guide, well, brace yourself. The cost for those dozen items hit a record high this year, $45,523.37. And according to financial firm PNC, which has released this so-called Christmas Price Index, or CPI, for the past 39 years, the increase from last year to this is a whopping 10.5%. That's far higher than the most recent consumer price index, which was 7.7%. Among the notable increases, the cost of a partridge in a pear tree is up 26%, all because of increasing fertilizer costs. The volatility in the precious metals market has led the five gold rings to spike in cost by more than 39%. Now keep in mind, this is just the cost for the full 12 days in the final verse of the song. If you actually replicated things cumulatively for the 12 days, you'd be spending more than $197,000 on that true love. PNC notes that the compilation is designed to highlight market changes over time while educating consumers about the economy and its impact in a variety of ways. By the way, there was no change from last year in the cost of eight maids a-milking because that's determined by federal minimum wage, which has not increased since 2009. Coming up, it's a unique way to brand any business. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Hello, this is Mike Chapman. I've had a wonderful life and career, from growing up in Waterloo to being a newspaper man for 35 years, writing 30 books and being inducted into 11 Halls of Fame. 
I'm proud to share my story in my latest book, A Journey, Reflections on 50 Years of Writing, Wrestling, Weightlifting, and Heroes. It's available now at totallyiowa.com. My life telling other people's stories, people you'll know from Ronald Reagan to Muhammad Ali to Dan Gable. All in a journey. Get your copy today at totallyiowa.com. Imagine a fully restored 1971 VW bus. Now imagine yourself behind the wheel. Wow, groovy ride, man. It's the Camp Courageous 50th Anniversary Raffle, and someone will drive off in that classic VW bus. Go to CampCourageous.org to learn more about purchasing a ticket, raffle ticket information, and more at CampCourageous.org. That's really far out, dude. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the latest quarterly member survey by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. This is the time of year when many businesses like to offer gifts to loyal customers. But how do you make your business stand out? Well, how about your own brand of whiskey? In this week's business profile, we'll reintroduce you to Ryan Bear, CEO and master distiller with Century Farms Distillery, a business he and his wife Amanda operate in Spencer. We met at the Hawkeye Farm Show in March of this year, and I learned about their unique partnerships with Iowa's corn producers, custom-made and packaged spirits, made from a specific farm's corn. My wife and I are both mechanical engineers, went to Iowa State, and she and I had worked in mostly oil production, oil refining, uh, different states before we moved back to Iowa, and it was for corn ethanol is why we moved back. And that's where we learned our post-apocalyptic skill of how to turn corn into alcohol. It's a skill that many would find quite valuable, especially in these days. All right, so what led you to say, let's make this a good, strong family business? We, of course, experimented a little bit in the garage for about five years and, you know, got rather good at making corn whiskey and bourbon. And uh, it was about five years ago in 2017, we bought our buildings and uh, started construction. What's unique about our plant and unique about our process is she and I designed and built every piece of equipment that we use in our manufacturing process. So... It's about a 2,500 bottle a week distillery. What's fun about it, we probably built it for about 10 cents on the dollar compared to uh, what a commercial distillery would cost to to put up. But yeah, it's very much built around a, a unique concept. And what we do is we receive corn from individual farms, from individual farmers, and we'll custom manufacture a barrel of bourbon or, or corn whiskey from an individual farmer's corn. And then we custom label that with every single bottle of whiskey we produce has the farmer's name, the state and county, and a biography of that family, you know, really telling you their, their history. And it's in that way that we're trying to make a consumer product, a, a buy local product in Spencer, Iowa, that we can sell anywhere uh, where corn is grown. That's such a fantastic partnership because as opposed to some sort of nameless, faceless acquisition of materials, you're talking to people as we are meeting each other for the first time at the Hawkeye Farm Show. You wanted to reach out to folks to see if they might be interested in getting their product in front of you so you could produce something that has their name on it. That's a, a fantastic partnership. Absolutely right. And of course, we're, we're members of the Iowa Corn Growers Association. But yeah, we are making a tangible consumer product 
made with number two yellow corn that actually ties number two yellow corn back to that, that individual family, that individual farm. You call the business Century Farms Distillery. That has a great sense of history, obviously, in the state of Iowa. We value those deeply, but you're not limiting it in any way, and you have another brand name that you use. That's right. You know, if you are a Century Farm, we'll uh, label the whiskey made with your corn as our premier Century Farms uh, bourbon or, or corn whiskey. But Prairie States is also a label that we use for uh, if you're you know, not a Century Farm. And where that idea came from is we uh, drove through uh, between Dallas and Fort Worth a couple years ago going to the Iowa State Bowl game in San Antonio. And I, I look out the window and I see corn stubble on either side of the interstate as we drive between Dallas and Fort Worth. And of course, that's what that product is for is if we buy corn from Dallas, Texas, then yes, we would like to be able to market that product back into that area as a buy local product. We buy the corn from the individual family farm. Uh, we buy the corn, the family agrees to buy 60 bottles of bourbon, two years old, made from the corn grown on their farm. And uh, 45 bushels of corn uh, is usually what we get, a pro box, get a seed box of corn from the, from the farm. We'll actually make about a thousand bottles of whiskey with that. So, you know, not surprisingly, corn makes a, makes a lot of alcohol. When you're doing this, and, and basically, let's say I owned a farm and I did business with you, and you produced a special whiskey that's got my farm name on it, I get souvenirs out of this, not just the bottle. Absolutely right. We can custom label those bottles, uh, you know, individual for your family, or if you have a seed business or other ag business that you want to promote, you know, I, I say, you know, thus making it tax deductible, we can <laughs> we can certainly, <laughs> certainly do that. But the other thing that's kind of fun about that, and, and this is part of our marketing strategy, is, uh, you know, if you're from, say, Grundy County, Iowa, you know, certainly we're going to target our marketing of those bottles made with your corn into, you know, we're going to call upon every bar, liquor store, and restaurant in your, your hometown to sell that, that local product. So yeah, it's a bit of a vanity product. You get to get to be the guy with your name on a, on a bottle of whiskey and you know, hopefully every bar, liquor store, and restaurant in your hometown. We've talked about the Century Farms approach and why that's such an important thing here in Iowa. How did you come upon that as the name for Century Farms Distillery? Well, my wife's family, her Century Farm was, uh, and I say that in the past tense, was in Grundy County, Iowa. And it seems like, uh, you know, every family, especially when these have been through uh, inheritance so many times, you know, oftentimes somebody gets the, the idea to, to sell the family farm, break the piggy bank open, get all the cash out of it. But oftentimes, one of the ways that we sell this uh, this, this process to, to families, where if you're looking ahead to that next generation who's going to inherit your family's farm, let's remind everybody in your family that this is a, a really important part of your family's history. That is the crucible. That is where everybody in your family came from, ascended from that piece of piece of real estate. And instead of, you know, just getting a check a couple of times a year as it produces cash rent, let's also like make a barrel of bourbon with that. Let's, let's celebrate our family's history. Uh, let's make this relevant to the next generation who's going to own and, and inherit that farm. What kind of an aging process does this involve? I suppose it depends on the product and what your ultimate goal is, but from start to finish, what's a, an average time frame for this? Yeah, so the whiskey that we make, we make a couple of different products, but uh, you know the, the main thing that we're after is our, our two-year-old barrel-aged uh, bourbon. 
and of course that takes about two years in the in the barrel to age. We also have an accelerated aging process that we use. We use oak chips, we use activated carbon, and that's ready about two months or so after we, we process your order. And a lot of times families want to get, you know, something from zero to two years, something to put under the Christmas tree, so to speak. So you know, I'm proud to say that we customize those. We have different tractors that we put on the labels, you know, depending on what brand your family is historically farmed with. I personally happen to like ours with the, the beautiful WD-45 Alice Chalmers, but that's, that's my own bias. Well, we certainly know you couldn't have on your families a green tractor, let's say, given that uh, that heritage. That's very important to folks. No, but if you're from Charles City, Iowa, and if you want an <laughs> Oliver on that label, well, I'd definitely make that happen. How big do you think this is going to get in terms of either production or the geographic area by which you get some of the product to turn into these fine spirits? Well, of course, starting a small business is never never for the faint of heart. This is like pushing a boulder uphill, and you know, for five years we've been been pushing on that boulder. But yeah, we would like to make uh, whiskey with you know, there's 38 out of the 50 states in the U.S. that grow corn. Uh, we would like to make you know whiskey from all all states. We'd like to you know sell it all throughout the country. And one of the things I'm particularly proud of, and it's actually in the Iowa legislature right now, our uh, local representative Megan Jones. Uh, has introduced a bill to allow shipping of spirits in the state of Iowa. Um, and of course, that's one that we're pulling for hard, and I hope that we're, we're allowed to finally ship spirits in Iowa, much like you know wineries are allowed to, to ship wine. Ryan Bear of Century Farms Distillery online at cfwhiskey.com. That's where you can find information about custom labels for your business. They're based in Spencer, and when you're in the area, they invite you to stop by for a tour of their unique, custom-built facility. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to TotallyIowa.com and clicking on the Radio Programs link. We're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.